Hey guys, welcome to Throwback Misadventures with Josh and Noel, and this is our first real episode. We've had a lot of practice, and we're still terrible, but we decided to go with a surefire hit for this one just to be safe. Yeah, this is um, 1997's Good Burger, which is uh, one of the best Nickelodeon movies ever, although Harriet the Spy might say different. We should add that to the list. We definitely should add that. I, that rewatching that movie was just like, oh my god, still so good. Before we launch into the good discussion about Good Burger, I think we just wanted to talk a little about who we are and why we wanted to start a podcast and what the throwback misadventure journey is going to be all about. It's been a long time coming, honestly, because we did a few practice episodes. Honestly, I think you all can thank COVID for this. I think COVID is what brought us together, besides our our 12-year friendship where you actually don't like me at all. (laughs) Yeah, technically, David Archuleta is the one that really brought us together. But um, COVID is responsible for this podcast because we discovered that there's so many movies from our childhood and from a Disney channel and from all these other things that we missed um, and having it experienced together and experience these, experiencing these things together is a completely different ball game than doing it on your own. So I'm glad that we're taking this journey together. But honestly, there are so many classic movies just in general that you haven't seen no that that, that's true so um i think i'm much more of a movie person than you are in general so i've seen i've seen a large array of different kinds of movies from different genres and all of that stuff but when it comes to um movies that yes when it comes to disney channel original movies specifically and there was even certain other ones that i've missed that were really important in your childhood like rookie of the year for instance that uh, I just have overlooked over the years. So even some of the stuff, like just revisiting it it, through completely different adult eyes is like a whole new experience. It's like, it's it's totally different than when I watch this when I'm younger, especially when you find innuendo and different like hidden things that are in many Disney movies. And it's very surprising some of the things they got away with. I think what ended up happening was there was maybe you had never seen True Confessions, which is for me, one of the best Disney Channel original movies to ever be created. And I was, I just really wanted to experience that with you. And then on your end, you really wanted me to experience High School Musical and things that you consider a classic. And for whatever reason, like I'm not much of a movie person. For me, it was always more of a commitment to like sit down, put in a DVD and hit play than to watch a bunch of like episodes of a TV series. And I feel like since the lockdown started, we've watched well over a hundred movies together and we just found that our phone conversations, cause we would of course be talking on the phone during it. And it was just so funny and so much fun to like laugh and just have a great time that we wanted to record it so we could remember. And then I guess from there it turned into, why don't we like do a podcast? And I think that was one of those things where we were like, Oh yeah, sure. Jan, like we'll, we'll, we'll get that done. Cause you know, life happened and everything kind of was put on hold and then we just, we got it done. And we did it. And we're doing it now. So hopefully we have more than two listeners besides my mom. Here we are. We have arrived. We have arrived officially. (laughs) We used to go to movies. I wouldn't say all the time, but we went to movies pretty frequently. We saw stuff like Sex and the City 2. We saw Toy Story double feature where I dropped all of my candy. (laughs) And it made a very, very loud noise that went on for a good five minutes as every piece of candy rolled down the throughout the theater yeah, just just rolled throughout the auditorium 
Um, so we had like a history of watching and enjoying things together. So when Corona happened, it was just like a natural thing that, uh, that brought us together to want to discuss things and share it with other people. And I think we did. We started watching like a random decom or two. And then we were like, why don't we just start at the beginning and watch them all? Because I've never seen all of them, especially like the newer ones that might not be from my generation. And you've never seen some of the classic ones. I don't want to say from my generation because we're only two years apart, but some like the really early ones. So that's our, our goal. And that's what Throwback Misadventures is going to be is just a journey through our childhood together. Things we've missed, things we want to re-experience through the eyes of the elderly, which is us. And uh, I'm really curious to see how the decoms hold up once we get to, you know, like nowadays. Um, I have to say that there's a lot more decoms that I missed than I originally thought. Like when I looked at the actual full list of stuff, a lot of the earlier ones that I thought, you know, I've seen so many decoms. It's like, no, girl, you really haven't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think you saw Xenon or Smart House, which are, come on, iconic. Now it's time for some good boy. <laughs> so how would we describe Good Burger? It stars Keenan and Kel, who, iconic. Did you ever watch that show at least? I did. I actually loved that show. I used to watch that show all the time okay. and all that, of course. Just making sure. So Good Burger is about Kel, who plays Ed. He works at a fast food joint. Um, and he has a heart of gold, you know. And Keenan. In the movie, he has to he <laughs> he smashes into Sinbad, who's who's there with a, with a you know some big hair and shoulder pads for whatever reason. It's nineteen ninety seven. I'm not sure. And he crashes his car, has to get a job to pay for it, and that kind of brings them together. However, this movie is based on a sketch from All That, which was an amazing, amazing series from the nineties on Nickelodeon. Did you watch All That? Yeah, so that that was basically like a kid's version of SNL, and I was obsessed with it, especially the uh, the segment where Amanda would read random letters and then like slap the camera. That was my fave. <laughs> we definitely have to talk about our favorite sketches from the show. I think you're right when it is a kid's version of Saturday Night Live, which is even funnier because, of course, Keenan, he literally just didn't stop. He went from all that probably to like the Mighty Ducks to, to Saturday Night Live, where he still is making a career. He's worth millions, I'm sure. He's had a nonstop career, basically. Yeah, he's he's ridden the comedy train to gold. The thing I loved about all that was that it was just a bunch of regular kids. There was someone for everyone. These kids just looked like you and me in the 90s. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. I think the kids and all that were all like very relatable. Like I found something to enjoy and I found something to enjoy in almost every kind of sketch. Yeah, some of them are stupid, but most of them are really, really funny, honestly. I just, I have a list of all my favorite sketches from all that, and it's like just literally all of them. I mean, Vital Information with Lori Beth, iconic. Pierre Escargot, Ask Ashley with Amanda Bynes. Oh my god, yes. Repairman. I loved Okra. I don't know why that was so funny. It was obviously a play on Oprah, but Kel was dressed up as a talk show host called Okra. Oh my god, yes. That's when the, <laughs> that's when the drag began. <laughs> I think <Yeah>. anyway. <laughs> I loved Super Dude because I too could relate to the perils of lactose intolerance. But I think my favorite sketch was the one where I think it was it was Keenan and they just were cooking with chocolate with Randy and Mandy and they were just pouring chocolate all over themselves, taking a bath in it, swimming in it. 
for no reason at all. Like it was a cavity explosion, but it just looked really fun. And what's funny is that all that also kind of got political, even though it was a kid's show. For no reason at all, there was a sketch where the one girl would dress up as Ross Perot. I don't know why. I, I didn't know who Ross Perot was when I was like eight. I was just going to say, I still don't know who that is. Um. <laughs> I think he ran for president. He was a politician of some sort. Interesting. Yes. But, uh, for some reason, I don't know the name of this sketch, but this one always stuck out to me. And especially me and my sister used to like quote it make and laugh about it all the time. But it was the sketch where Lori Beth plays a librarian and everyone... <laughs> Keeps Quiet. making noise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is a library. <laughs> but she's like screaming it through a megaphone. <laughs> she have like a marching band. Quiet. That really was the best. I love that sketch so much. And then there was one with like Miss Piddlin and her peas. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> That's not ringing a bell, but no. <laughs> I probably know what it is if I saw it. I feel like every a lot of people that came from that show went on to have really great careers. Obviously, Keenan and Kel. I think Nick Cannon came from that show, Amanda Bynes, uh, Danny Tamborelli, of course. It wasn't just a show where you just never heard from anybody again. And fun fact, Josh Server is super hot now. I don't think he's acting anymore, but he's super hot and that's what's important. Oh my god. Honestly, he was always super hot. Yeah, he was. (laughs) (laughs) That might sound weird, but it was relevant when I was a child. (laughs) Did it form who you were? Did it help? (laughs) It did. It, it helped for my sexual identity. So thanks, Josh Server. I love you. <laughs> um, so I guess we should actually talk about the movie. Yes. So I wanted to talk about how Good Burger itself has probably the worst service I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it has people that dance in milkshake machines. It has people that swat flies with a spatula that's used for flipping burgers. Oh, and then they eat the fly too. And then there's that amazing scene where someone asks for one Good Burger with nothing on it. Which I could personally relate to because I have asked for a burger with nothing on it other than cheese and ketchup at uh, at a McDonald's. I do that all the time. Yes, that's like my favorite thing because I don't like all that extra stuff. I hate pickles. <gasps> Excuse me? Attack me for that later. <laughs> <laughs> I will. So I write that down. <laughs> I opened up my McDonald's bag and literally all that I had was a bun and cheese and ketchup. <laughs> I, I mean, the first thing that came to mind was... It, it, who who did this? Was this somebody from Good Burger? Like, is McDonald's actually Good Burger? I'm very confused. Did they charge you? They did charge me. I don't remember how much it was, though. But yes, I was actually charged for a bun, ketchup, and cheese. I, I mean, is Ed, like, the epitome of a fast food employee? Or is he the opposite of an epitome of a fast food employee? Because he cares about his job so much that he even wears his uniform in the shower. But yet, he is very bad at getting people's orders right. He means well. I feel like like you can never say that Ed was a maliciously awful person. You know what I mean? Like I feel like nowadays he might go he might come across or go over a bit differently. I don't think the Karens would have let him get away with half of what he got away with. <laughs> yeah, I mean even even in the scene with Roxanne when he hits her in the face with a golf club and then she gets whacked with a golf ball <laughs> and then he flips her and all this other shit. Even then, I don't think he was doing it maliciously. He just accidentally Mm -hmm. happened. We have to talk about Roxanne's whole outfit and her makeup looking like she stepped off the set of Xenon, the sequel. Not even the first one. (laughs) She's really beautiful in this movie, Carmen Electra. Like, gorgeous. I I couldn't believe it. 
honestly. Not that she's not always attractive, but she looks really good in this movie, but apparently not for Ed. <laughs> not enough for Ed. So, but what would you order if you went to Good Burger? What would you order off that menu? Because they don't just have the boigas. They got some other stuff. Yeah, so I think that my order would be... I, I, I want to try some good chili. I feel like that sounds kind of good. Definitely good chunks. And then yeah, maybe a good weenie with like a good shake on the side. <laughs> I, I gotta have a good weenie. You gotta, have, you gotta shake the good weenie? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> gotta shake that good weenie. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Yeah, I would definitely have the good chunks with the good pickles. I love pickles and I, I want to I circle back that you don't like pickles. I'm very disturbed by this. Can I have your pickle the next time we go out? You can have my pickle. See, the thing is, I love I love cucumbers, but I don't like pickles. I don't know why, but it's like a it's like a taste thing. Like, I don't like the pickled like the flavor. I don't think you've had a good pickle. You need like a good New York pickle out of a barrel. That's what I, you need. I've had those. I've had many different types of pickles, and I just don't like any of them. Although I've never had a good pickle. Maybe, maybe a good pickle from Good Burger would actually be good. <laughs> what would Snooky say to you? Oh my god, wait, we're forgetting their dessert menu because they also have good cookies and good pies. I mean, I want a good pie. Like, a, a good pies? Oh my god. I want a good pie. Like a good apple pie or good cherry pie? Need it. Need it in my life. Oh my god, that's you made it sound really good right now. And what about shakes? I mean, would you would you get a good shake knowing that Ed danced in the milkshake machine? Probably not because I'm allergic to milk, but I'd, I'd let you drink it. I'd probably still drink it because I like milkshakes. <laughs> Love me a good milkshake. What do you think is in Ed's secret sauce? Because pivotal moment in this movie is when the fate of Good Burger as a restaurant is turned around when Keenan discovers that Ed has some good sauce on him that he created. Well, I do know that it has some ketchup and some lemon juice. That's that's clearly the, the <laughs> basis. But I really don't know. It looks like maybe there's some like Chipotle in there or something because it has like a it has like a darker pickles. color to it. Oh, definitely pickles. I'm forgetting that because you put that whole jar of pickles in there in that one scene. And it looked like yeah. a lot of salt, too. I saw a lot of salt. Maybe mayo? Oh, yeah. Or was that like cornstarch? Or we'll have to ask some some chefs out there what they think. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like um, a lot of a lot of stuff goes into that, though, because judging by the reactions of everyone, it was pretty amazing. So I would dip my fries in Ed sauce. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about how Good Burger itself goes through like a sort of growth throughout the movie, because like I said before, their service was awful. The only reason that they improved was because they had they had competition directly from Mondo Burger across the street and a blockbuster was across the street, too. That's awesome. But oh, we, we have to talk about how a good night out, honestly, in the 90s, get some Good Burger food and then go across the street, get some movies at Blockbuster. Yeah, that's that's the night out that I want. I want I want a good movie. I want a good movie. Uh, all that stuff that I mentioned off the menu of Good Burger. And then I want to prop up my good feet and call it a night. <laughs> so the manager in this movie is um, Dan Schneider, who uh, also wrote the movie. But also, fun fact, I didn't know about this until we watched this recently. But Kevin uh, Coppolo also wrote this and... For those of you who remember, Kevin played the stage manager on All That. He was the guy with the headset who would come out at the beginning of every episode and go, five minutes, the show starts in five minutes. And then they would always like start with him and aggravate him and irritate him a little bit. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. I wonder what Kevin's doing now. I'm going to Google it. 
I didn't know that either. That's a that's a good fun fact though. What did you think about the um the actual villains in this movie? I mean, it's kind of interesting that Kurt's idea of being a villain is dumping shark poison into sauce and then tossing anyone who finds out into an asylum as if that's just like a permanent solution. I want to know where they where that asylum, Demented Hills is getting their funding and how they just can kidnap people and throw them in a van and they're just there forever. I don't understand how that works. I don't know. I don't really get the logic there, but um, everybody that's in the asylum seems pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. What was his name? Uh, Kurt. Um, he looked like Kurt from Glee and I don't know what his hair was doing. Um, <laughs> he was really obsessed with like the grinder. And if you pissed him off, you were going in that grinder. And again, the uniforms for this looking straight, like they came from Xenon. Um, I don't remember fashion in the 90s being this way, but and like, honestly, the burgers looked disgusting. So Mondo Burger was popular and taking over all the uh, the customers from Good Burger because their burgers were way bigger, but they were charging the same. They looked like disgusting hockey pucks. They looked like pillows. I don't even know, but they didn't even look remotely real. Not appetizing at all. The food in the actual good burger restaurant i thought actually looked good but the food in mondo burger looked like i was gonna throw up if i tried to eat that it kind of looked like a Times square flashy thing that you would just go to to like post on instagram and say that you were there but didn't look like the quality would have been good (laughs) yeah it it, the opening where they cut the ribbon and all that was so like extra i've never been to an any i I don't know that i've ever been to oh wait no but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have been to a restaurant opening and there was a ribbon and everything. It was cute. Looked nothing like the opening of Mondo Burger. Not that it's the same kind of building. It was a restaurant also, but that was super like something else. Like how many media contacts did he need to pull that off? But I know you want to circle back to Demented Hills because Kel meets a cute girl with birds in her hair who wants to free all the kangaroos from the zoo. <laughs> Linda Cardellini plays Heather. Heather, that sounds right. In her feature film debut. Yes, I thought it was weird how she looked older than her character. Wait, is that right? Yeah, she looked older than her character in Freaks of Freaks and Geeks, which didn't happen for like a few years after. Yeah, I don't she definitely looked older. It must have been a makeup thing or I don't know what it was. Hairstyling maybe. It was definitely something, but she did not look she did not look anywhere near uh this old in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. But she looked cute. I was kind of shipping her with with, uh, Ed. But she stayed behind. So, star-crossed lovers, I guess. Yeah, I think, like, a cute, like, alternate ending type thing would be, you know how at the very end he says, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Which is the same line that the movie opens with. But it would have been cute if they had her in the store, like, as the next customer. With a kangaroo. (laughs) I think that would have been cute. Yes, with, with, with like a little pet kangaroo or something. <laughs> and I kind of wanted Keenan to just hang out with Shaq for a while. I don't know. That scene is hilarious. When they're, when Keenan's just running in slow motion to Shaq, who just had to get himself a good burger. So <laughs> funny. And Kel just pulls out a tomato from his pocket. I'm like, that's normal. There would be lint all over that thing. I, ugh. Yeah, fun story. We actually met Shaq at a... Uh, NYC hotel. Well, to be fair, I didn't quite meet him because I was too slow. What else is new? Story of my life. <laughs> but he looked nice. 
he was nice. He is probably the biggest human I've ever seen in my life. He is <laughs> I mean... monstrously tall, which is not surprising because, he's you know, Shaq. that's how. Yeah, exactly. He's Shaq. So, I, I mean, it's different, though, when you're like, oh, Shaq is like this huge guy. And then you actually see him and you're like, Shaq is really this huge guy. <laughs> I come up to your hips. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met anyone else on the cast? Because I was trying to think. I don't think I've met any of them. I think I've wanted to meet like the cast of all that when they were kind of reuniting at like conventions around the country, but it just didn't work out. I don't think I met any of the others. I'm trying to remember the other cameos in the movie. Have you met Keenan or Kel? I haven't met Keenan or Kel, no. I was going to meet Kel a few years ago. He was doing some tour and he had a bunch of locations like super close to me. But of course I broke my foot like right before um, and I broke my foot the same time like a day before I was seeing the Backstreet Boys with new kids on the block. And it's still something that keeps me up at night. And it's a regret I, I will have until the end of time. That's messed up. It could have been a good, a good meet and greet. Yeah. I've met someone from all that though. They weren't in Good Burger, but I met um, Danny Tamborelli who was, who did he, I, don't, I mean, he played himself on all that in like a later season. And I met him and Mike Morona who, of course, were brothers in Pete and Pete, also a Nickelodeon classic. And I absolutely love them both. They are so kind. They're so nice. They love their fans. Um, and they actually, fun fact, have a podcast together. Um, so you guys should check that out at Danny and Mike. They're super nice. I would definitely listen. They did a live podcast. I think I invited you and you just didn't want to go with me because you hate me. But it was awesome. We, you, we got to just hang out with them. At their tour spot, they did a live podcast. They met everybody. They took pictures with everybody. Danny caressed my brother's arm and kissed it because he had a tattoo of Petunia from Pete and Pete <laughs> on it. Mike is super nice. Um, they give good hugs. Their producer's nice. Highly recommend if they ever go back on tour for you guys to check that out because I think they went back on tour and they invited Lori Beth from all that. And again, I invited you. And again, you didn't want to come with me. So what are you trying to say? Like, what kind of message are you sending me right now? Work gets in the way. What can I say? What can I say? That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. It was at night. Guess who works night shifts? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, you're forgiven. <laughs> but only a little because you don't like pickles. Fully absolved. <laughs> um, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about too with Good Burger. Um, I feel like the entire effects budget went into the finale, which was staged almost like some kind of disaster movie as everything is like falling down and stuff inside and then you see outside and really nothing has happened outside other than a giant burger falling on Sinbad's car but I thought that was pretty funny it seemed so extra like every everything that was going on in the inside of Mondo Burger and then outside nothing <laughs> just things exploding burgers exploding the ground rumbling excessively <laughs> I'm trying to remember what was in the finale or like where else the budget went probably to Shaq's uh, appearance fee I feel like they didn't think this movie was going to be as successful as it was. Because I can't, like you said, Harriet the Spy, yes. But I can't think of any other Nickelodeon movies that really did well. Because I remember Snow Day came out and that was kind of meh. That was meh. I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other movies that had this impact where they're on Netflix years later. We should talk about how there was um, <clears throat> there was a script written for Good Burger 2 called Good Burger to Go. That was in 1998. Um, written by Dan Schneider, uh, which would have seen Ed and Dexter uncovering a scandal when a British conglomerate buys the Good Burger restaurant. I feel like that sounds like it would be 
pretty funny and they should revisit that even though it's much later now they should do some kind of like a nostalgic follow-up to some some sort of property from all that or good burger or something because there's a lot of possibilities it could be like a paramount plus original because i can't see it really going to theaters you know what i mean but i feel like yes they i think they could reunite because they reunited on jimmy fallon and that was hilarious and i feel like no one thought that keenan was gonna do it you know because i feel like there might have been a little tension between keenan and kel i'm not positive they appeared together in a good burger sketch and the audience went wild. Jimmy Fallon was probably freaking out because he freaks out at every um, <laughs> every guest guest he has. Yes. So, yeah, I think that would be cute. Yeah. What better time to do it? Nostalgia's never been bigger. You know, everybody's trying to explore these older properties and stuff like that. So what what time is better to explore a good burger to go, especially now that you have things like Uber Eats and all these different like delivery, you know, things they could do some kind of. I'm sure they could come up with some kind of zany situational humor that comes with that. That's actually really cute. Like I'm picturing Ed driving the Boyga mobile, <laughs> um, just <laughs> delivering his Uber Eats order to Shaq still, because Shaq still wants that that good sauce. There has to be a Shaq scene. If if they have if they have another one, they have to have another Shaq scene. Like that that needs to happen. No, they gotta have another Sinbad scene. Oh my god! What else of Sinbad's can we destroy? He lost his car. His mailbox, his shoulder pads. His house needs to explode. His house, <laughs> his house just needs to explode. Or maybe he wins. He wins like he wins like burgers for life or something. Maybe like some <laughs> some like ridiculous thing, and then it like goes horribly wrong. I don't know. I mean, why not? I just looked up Clock Stoppers. That was a Nickelodeon movie. That was like a, a real like theater release that wasn't Rugrats or Hey Arnold or the Wild Thornberries. Did you ever see Clock Stoppers? Oh my god, I saw clock stoppers in theaters. <laughs> That's so funny. I remember though when you said snow day. So obviously, you know, I used to go to the theater all the freaking time. So I remember I was in a theater with my dad and we were at the ticket window. And I don't remember what we ended up seeing, but I saw a poster for snow day and I saw that it was Nickelodeon. And I was just like, eh, this, I don't know about this. And then I saw a trailer for the movie and I still was like, nah. <laughs> Even as like a child, you're a little baby Josh, just like judging everything. Meh. Yeah, I I really did prioritize seeing. You know, if if there was something that came out, I like harassed my parents until they took me to see that movie. Like if if there was something I really wanted to see, I was gonna see it. But I did see Clock Stoppers. I saw that the weekend it opened. Did you like it? <laughs> I did. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen it in years, so maybe that's one we could revisit. Meh. But I really I did really like it. I thought it was cute, and it had a lot of like. Those like I, I love the moments when they would like completely stop time and which was, you know, the whole concept of the movie. But I thought that was really cool that they they had that in there. And plus, Jesse Bradford from Bring It On is hot as hell. So that was, you know, little me was like, oh, my God, this guy's really cute. But I didn't actually say that. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, it's a clock movie. Take me to see it. <laughs> see, baby me, I think, was still all about Josh Server. And I think I had a crush on Kel as well. Kel's adorable. So furthering the uh, the drag discussion, there's a really, really great scene in this movie where Keenan and Kel are both dressed as, <laughs> as old women <laughs> and they go into Mondo Burger and Keenan has a whole breakdown where he's like, ooh, water, ooh, water. And um, he asks for water and it's 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 amazing. I mean, they're both hilarious and then they, they get caught and um, 
they're kind of like stripping them out of their disguise and Kel is wearing this ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous like Victoria's Secret style lingerie. <laughs> but like I can't hate on him because he looked pretty good. I mean, it kind of reminded me of for example when Boy Meets World would have the boys dress in in girls clothes and Sean and Jack were always really hot and the Matthews boys were very not. So it kind of reminded me of that how <laughs> Kel just he went hard. He was he was committed to that disguise so we can't hate on that <laughs> keenan i don't know what he was doing but, but kel was looking good he really was he, he, he was looking good in that and what where's where's the uh the drag performances i want to see some more keenan and kel in drag i have to see it i'm sure there were some episodes of that yes oh what one question for you pop quiz do you remember the order of the burger assembly in mondo burger I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it was bun, meat, lettuce, tomato, and Keenan kept running out of room for the lettuce. I don't know what he was doing, but the burgers were disgusting. Am I wrong? They were nasty. You're 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 a little wrong. So it's <laughs> bun, patty, topping, sauce, assemble. Oh. oh my god, so aggressive! You're yelling at me. <laughs> How dare you? I'm pretending I'm a Mondo Burger employee. Okay. You know what, Josh? Get yourself in check. Speak to me like that, and you go into the grinder. All right. <laughs> how dare you what do you guys think of good burger what would you order do you like pickles would you sample ed's secret sauce did you watch all that these are these are things i need to know <laughs> okay so thanks for joining us on this this mess of a of a first episode but we're hoping to get better i think i think it'll flow better with time we just have to uh keep doing what we're doing and um if there's anything you guys want to hear from us in particular, if there's a movie you want to hear us cover. Did we also want to talk a little bit about what we what might be coming up? Yeah, I was I was going to say, uh, <laughs> what was the next thing we were going to cover? I don't remember what it was. Make sure you tune in to join us on our DCOM journey because we're starting at the beginning. Poor Josh. We're starting at the beginning. I'm going to cry when we get to You Lucky Dog, but thank God it's one of the first ones. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the movie's not as terrible as, as, as okay. <laughs> oh, is it going to be Shrek? Is that the next one we were going to do? Or is it going to be something else? Yeah, I have, it was like Good Burger, Underwrap, Shrek, maybe Cinderella, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So just to give you guys a little taste of what might be coming up, we're of course going to take this journey through Disney Channel original movies. So get ready for that. We're thinking of also starting to go through all the episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I haven't been traumatized by some of these since I was a wee lass. So, and some of those episodes are, are pretty messed up. Yeah, I'm a big horror person, but that Laughing in the Dark episode used to give me nightmares and it still freaks me out. So, yeah. And also be sure to follow us on social media. Our handle is at pod misadventure. You can shoot us an email at podmisadventure at gmail.com. But we definitely want to hear from you guys. If you don't if you don't follow us, we're gonna throw you in the grinder. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. What can we improve on? A lot, obviously. It's our we've only had a few practice shows. Um, what would you like us to cover? We, we we need good ideas because this kid hates all of mine. Throw us all your nineties, early two thousands, all any kind of throwback movies or shows you can think of. Throw us throw them our way, and if we haven't seen them or we haven't seen them recently, we'll think about covering them. We'll we'll uh, we'd love to hear your recommendations. We're also going to be ranking the one hundred decoms in order of how much we hated them to how much we love them. 
So when we do Disney Channel original movies, we will rank the movies and tell you where they land. Good Burger is not a decom, but how would you rate this out of 10? Good Burger is honestly like... How many good chunks would you give this? <laughs> I would give this nine good chunks out of 10. That's not bad. I think it's really good and it still holds up. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's a good movie. And I think of the Nickelodeon movies, would you say it's the best one? I'm going to say it's the one I enjoy the most. Because Harriet the Spy coming in second, it's a very good movie. But that movie infuriates me so much because so much could have been prevented if like the teachers and the parents just did their their job. That's that's another rant for another day. Something to look forward to. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like definitely Harriet the Spy is a better movie overall. This is a this is one that's more entertaining, and I love the situational humor of it. Um, and there also isn't really a lot of like stupid pop culture references. Yes, we have like Shaq in it, but there's there's nothing that feels like, oh my god, this is so dated. Like I don't even want to watch this. Like there's nothing that that makes it so that it's like bad today you know nothing nothing in my opinion that made it feel super dated i mean it 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 obviously is dated in a way that it's very 90s but i think that's part of the charm of it yeah wait how many good chunks did you say (laughs) i didn't say how many good chunks (laughs) i need your i need your good chunk rating you need my numerical good chunkage um you know what i'll give it nine chunks why not it's very hard to get 10 chunks with me i'm very picky thanks for listening guys Yep, thanks for joining us. Please come back. Please be our friends. I do have one thing to say. I think I broke my ass. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Throwback Misadventures. Please consider liking, subscribing, and following us on social media. You can find us at Pod Misadventure on Twitter and Instagram, Throwback Misadventures on Facebook and YouTube, Or keep it throwback and send us an email, podmisadventure at gmail.com. See you real soon.